Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Motherfucking mini-episode. Mini-episode. Motherfucking mini-episode. Yep. Yep. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove the theories that you, the listeners, have at home. It is time to hear your thoughts, the things that you send to me. I don't know what that song is, but it's it's a goddamn classic. If I could, if I, if I'm being honest, I might have wrote the new Dua Lipa song. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the star in this situation. I just want to send that to Dua Lipa and let her do let her Dua Lipa her thing with it. You know what I mean? Do a you, Dua Lipa. That's what I always say. Anyway. I'm here to talk about actual funny shit and interesting shit that you all sent me. And boy, oh boy, do I have a good one today. This message, this, I guess, uh, theory, let's call it a theory uh, based on the premise of this (laughs) podcast. We'll call it a conspiracy theory, perhaps. This conspiracy theory comes to me from a gentleman named Demetrius. He preferred to be called Demetrius. And Demetrius sent me uh, a message. He did not record it. Apparently, he similarly has a bit of a speech impediment and is a little shy about me hearing that sweet, that sweet snagglepuss. You know what I mean? That sweet parcel mouth. He didn't want me to hear it, but he said, my mama told me that Pokemon is the devil. That's what Demetrius said. And he goes on to say a bunch of stuff. He said, backstory on this. I 
much like other children, collected Pokemon shit back when it hit the scene in the U.S. in 1996. I was in grade school at the time. If you didn't fuck with Pokemon, you were the weird kid. Or maybe I was just a geeky motherfucker and I didn't realize it at the time. Either way, for years, I was racking up cards and merch, playing the Nintendo games, watching the show, the whole nine. I was a black ass catchem and you couldn't tell me shit. Then, out of nowhere, some minister, I don't remember who it was, got up on national television and went full-on fire and brimstone about Pokemon from the pulpit. My mom gets a hold of this and then has me bag up all my Pokemon and throw it away. Her answer was, we ain't letting the devil up in our house. That sounds like a Kanye lyric, and I appreciate that. My question to you, Langston, what could compel a man, a grown-ass clergyman who has devoted his life to preaching the gospel to the hearts of mankind, to come after some imaginary Japanese characters from a game that if you played beyond the age of 16, people would look at you funny? But their immediate reaction isn't to reach for the holy water, maybe the pepper spray, but not the crucifix. What kind of mysterious demons is that yellow bitch Pikachu hiding in them Pokeballs? What kind of root is that fat bitch Jigglypuff trying to put on God's children? Help me out, Langston. Then he apologizes for making fun of my speech impediment, which I didn't even read that part of the email. But... It's important that you know I'm being as transparent with you all as I possibly can at all times. That said, Demetrius, I would love to dig into this conspiracy theory as I was a bit of a Pokemon fanatic myself. Now, I was collecting basketball cards as a kid. I was much more of a basketball cards kid, but I did love playing Pokemon the game. I enjoyed all Pokemon television programming. I was a big Pokemon head. I used to rap those songs like nobody's business. Boy, I knew all 150 Pokemon at one point, and now I could name about 12 of them before I get bored and tired and feel like maybe this was all just a big stupid ploy by some weird men who uh, wanted to draw pictures of of animals and uh, animals with human legs. You know what I mean? That's pretty much the the whole theory. <laughs> the whole thing with Pokemon is like, what if we drew a what if we drew a rhinoceros, but it had uh, people legs? Well, that'd be pretty cool, huh? And then they drew it, and then they were like, yeah, that's a uh, that's that's rhino dog. And you're like, ah, yeah, I guess I got to collect that motherfucker. He's pretty tight. But as foolish, let's get back to the conspiracy theory. As foolish as this conspiracy theory sounds, it does remind me of exactly how powerful Pokemon mania was during the late 90s. I mean, Pokemon cards at one point were the most valuable thing in the world. They were more valuable than pussy and PT cruisers. I would have killed my neighbor's dog to get my hands on a hologram Dragonite. Do you know what I mean? I, I would have done anything to just get a taste of some of that that sweet Pokemon magic. That said, I did do some research and I tracked down the video in reference, the exact video that you're referring to here, Demetrius. And I'm going to play a little bit of it now because I think it's important. It's going to help lay some context for exactly why this preacher is so upset. It's important. For the church to deal with issues as they come to the forefront in society. I said, son, what is that one morning? He said, that's a, that's Pokemon. Son, I found out that that's Pokemon. Pokemon means pocket monster. Pokemon mm -hmm. is, Pokemon, plural, are incredible creatures that share the world with humans. Each has his own fighting abilities. 
Some grow and evolve into even more powerful creatures. The children are developing relationships with all these Pokemon creatures. Mm. Little, reclusive, power-filled monsters. Mm -mm. But why should they carry these monsters in their pocket? They say the Pokemon whole effort is to train children how to become the number one Pokemon master in the world. Uh-oh. You follow up through the New Age teaching, you find out the masters are those who uh, take control of spirits in the dark realm, and they tell those spirits what to do. Uh -oh. The child at some point becomes capable of taking these powers and channeling them through their mind, through their arms, or through their power sources. Oh, sweet God. Power sources, of course, are many of the symbols that they pick up from the Pokemon paraphernalia. So, so Pokemon is a game that teaches children how to enter into the world of witchcraft, how to cast spells, <laughs> how to use psychic phenomena, how to put work supernatural powers against their enemies, there it is. how to fantasy role play. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic, of the satanic. Mm -hmm. But while you might not take it quite seriously, I assure you that demons take it quite seriously. Satan takes it quite seriously. Your children knew, need to know there's a devil, and he hates them, and he wants to ruin their life. There we go. There we go. I think we learned a lot. There's the devil. He wants to ruin your life, and there's no better way to ruin your life than through Jigglypuff. That fat bitch with his microphone singing a siren song, a Satanal hymn in your ears. That's how the devil's going to get you, children, and Pokemon is helping to do it. Now, the video in reference comes from this, you know, as you can plainly hear, this white mega pastor whose name I didn't care to even look up, reaching uh, or sort of preaching about the dangers of allowing Pokemon into your children's lives. Basically, his biggest hang up is that the child controlling the powers of the monsters in their pockets it allows them to connect with the devil, the devil being connected to the monsters that that he's equating the Pokemon and their casting of spells or wielding a power to the same work that Satan does. Now, although this language from this guy is particularly crazy, it's not completely isolated. He wasn't uh, one of one at this point. In fact, in 1999, there was an article from the Associated Press. That's right, the AP, a, I think a, a pretty uh, respected source nowadays, or certainly has been for many years, but the Associated Press had a an article that they wrote titled Pokemon Stirs Up Crime. And in that article, they recount incidents of fights, of robberies, and even stabbings related to Pokemon cards, specifically among school children. The article even included safety tips. They tell they they talked about like uh, kids being stabbed in in bathrooms and hit with trash cans, all while they fight over Pokemon cards, rare Pokemon cards, sometimes not rare Pokemon cards. Some kid got fucking shanked for a seventy-five cent like basic bitch pack of cards. The point is the article even included safety tips for how parents can handle their children's safety in relation to their card collections, basically telling a bunch of parents not to let their kids uh, leave the house with the Pokemon cards, not to invite 
friends over and leave them alone in a room where the Pokemon cards are being kept, not to allow kids to to buy more than a a certain amount of Pokemon cards at a time, all with the possibility that these cards might introduce violence and danger into their lives. Sound pretty demonic to me. Sounds pretty of the devil, if you ask me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Now this, this is interesting. Similarly in 1999, Burger King you know, uh, the king of burgers, which also sounds like it might have some some connections to the devil. But we'll we'll get into that on another day. But the Burger King, the Burger King, I don't know if anybody's referred to it as the Burger King. I think it's just regular as Burger King. Anyway, Burger King had to recall a bunch of Pokemon accessories after a small child suffocated to death after putting one of their Pokeballs, one of the Pokeball toys that they were giving away with their meals on its face. Basically, the baby put the Pokeball, half a Pokeball on its face, and then it died. And then Burger King had to be like, hey, y'all, y'all don't get Pokeballs no more because uh, this baby couldn't handle it. So now everybody, nobody gets Pokeballs. And what feels like is being missed in a lot of these articles and reports is how many of these situations could have been controlled by the adults in these children's lives. Now, I don't want to blame 
any parents of a dead child. That's not something I'm into. You know what I mean? I ain't doing that. That that's not my place. You know, if if a baby dies, I'm not going to be like, hi, you should have did more. And I'm not going to do that. But unless the Pokeball is attaching to the child's face, like one of those flying pussies in the alien movie, you should probably be able to stop them from smothering themselves. I don't know if it's your fault, but mm, you could have done something. Similarly, quite a bit of the mania around the Pokey paraphernalia was driven by grown men and women who were spending insane amounts of money over and over again trying to collect these items, just insane amounts of money to create sexless rooms in their sheds with pictures of cartoon children holding electric rats. It's it was a wild time, 1999. The millennium really sobered us up quite a bit. Long story short, it just feels weird to call something demonic before we point to consumerism as a more likely cause for concern relating to Pokemon. I don't know if this is as much the devil as uh, money and the want for expensive rare things is the devil and Pokemon just happens to be a, a symptom of that demonic work. But who do I, what do I know? I'm just a motherfucker who talks alone in, uh, in his baby's nursery. Uh, you know, uh, my, my kid isn't here yet. So I get to keep recording my podcast next to, uh, a bunch of unpacked boxes and a, a pretty well-built crib. I'll say that we put the crib together and I, we built the shit out of it. And I hope I hope it's a crib that stays sturdy and strong and never is a place where my baby suffocates it herself with a Pokeball. That's my main wish. Anyway, this talk of Pokemon being demonic did, however, remind me of a very popular rumor from when I was growing up. I don't know if you guys had a bunch of Pokemon rumors, but one of the more popular Pokemon rumors that I remember when I was growing up was this rumor that the Japanese version of Pokemon was substantially more graphic than its American counterpart. That, like, when you watch the anime, the real anime from Japan, that motherfucker is just filled with violence and, and blood and gore. And occasionally you could see Nurse Jenny's titties. It was it was supposedly, like, insanely graphic. And as it turns out, that, that was partially true. I did some research and there was definitely some blood and more indication of the Pokemon actually being hurt. There were Pokemon that were decapitated, cut in half and shit at times. But it wasn't as extreme as we had been led to believe. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the when they cut them in half, they weren't like intestines weren't like flowing out into the into the grass. It was more just like, oh, they're actually uh, real repercussions for some of these pokey battles. That said, I don't think you ever could see any of Nurse Jenny's uh, meat on Maine. You know what I mean? She wasn't showing no meat on Maine. Oh, Nurse Jenny. I and that's a shame. That that really is a shame because we could have all used a little Nurse Jenny titty during Y2K. Nothing would have comforted me more. You know what I mean? I was stressing. Me and my family, we were buying up cans of, of corn and beans at the possibility that the computers were shut down. And boy, would I have I have slept a little easier knowing that Nurse Jenny had had some some nudes out there. You know what I mean? 
So still not a lot of evidence of it being demonic as it is more an example of human beings being grossly obsessive to the point of hurting ourselves, which maybe is just the devil hiding in plain sight, I guess. Damn, that's pretty deep. I don't know. The last thing that it got me wondering about, and this is the last thing I'll say on this matter, is it it made me curious. And this is something I think I've long wondered, and maybe we've all long wondered, is what happens inside of those Pokeballs? Do you know what I mean? For those of us unfamiliar with the way that Pokemon works, basically the Pokemon are allowed to uh, roam freely under their master's will out in the world. Well, first they're free, then a master uh, breaks their spirit and locks them in a Pokeball. And then at the point that they're fully turned into animal slaves, they are called from those Pokeballs to, to fight other Pokemon. And then they're called back into the balls, whether they win or lose the balls. There's no reward for uh, winning that fight. They pretty much get treated like shit at all times. But it got me wondering what actually happens inside of the Pokeballs. For any X-Men fans, this is where my brain goes, you know that there are some suggestions that Cyclops does not actually shoot lasers from his eyeballs, but instead his eyes are a portal to a dimension exploding with energy. So when he opens his eyes, he is merely uh, connecting us to this much more sinister, hellish dimension. And that is what's shooting out of his eyeballs. It is not lasers. It's like fucking hellfire and brimstone that's firing from his fucking face. Is it possible? That all said, is it possible that the Pokeballs are simply a portal to an evil, demonic dimension where the animals are trained to introduce devil shit to our most innocent selves. Whoa, whoa. Is it possible that that's what hap- what's happening? Or alternatively, is that preacher dude just mad at Pokemon because he's in a loveless marriage and his penis is weird? It's hard to know. Perhaps we'll never know. But I think that pretty much covers all of the questions that were put in front of me. I hope this makes you feel, I guess, more confident, Demetrius. Maybe you'll go uh, take down your mother. Maybe you'll finally be able to challenge her and be like, Mom, give me my fucking Pokemon cards back. I'm 46 years old and I want my goddamn Pokemon cards. (laughs) I don't know why you would be 46 in this story. That really implies that you were way too old to be dealing in Pokemon cards at the time that you were dealing with them. But that's what I picked. You're 46, Demetrius, and I I am not going to change my mind. You could write me letters. You could try to, to show me your ID. You could send me a copy of your birth certificate. You 46, bitch, and I know there's nothing you can do about it. That said, I really appreciate you writing to me, and I appreciate all you stupid whores for uh, writing to me. It, it make, Nothing makes me happier than to read your messages. If you want to send me messages about demonic anime and, and bullshit that your mother probably says in relation to those demonic animes, please send those messages to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Do da do da. It nothing would make me happier than to be able to to talk about whatever the fuck is on your mind. I've been getting some really fun ones lately, and I'm gonna unpack a bunch of them. Some of them I'm gonna ignore because they make me uncomfortable, but others I'm definitely gonna dig into. And if you can send me one that doesn't make me uncomfortable, well then, goddamn it, we we've got a deal. 
shake on it because we've we've got a goddamn deal. You've got yourself a deal. Anyway, you can follow me at Langston Kerman and please remember to like and subscribe and and do all the things. Write a review. Say say nice things or horrible things. There have been a few people who have been disappointed with some of my my opinions, quote unquote opinions as of late. And to that I say, hey, I don't know. I'll just be talking. And uh, sometimes talking ain't fun for everybody, but it's always fun for me. Anyway, bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.